You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 74 of the Aging Starts Now podcast. I'm Chris Johnson, attorney and partner here at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, we are talking about traditional Medicare versus Advantage plans and how to choose the right plan for you. Also, what is a Medicare broker and when do you need one? Joining me for the discussion is our own Joshua Hunter, a Medicare specialist at the firm, and Chris Heiser, a senior health benefits consultant specializing in Medicare insurance. Welcome, Josh. Welcome, Chris. It's so good to have you both. Thanks, Chris. Well, Chris, I think we're going to start with you, and I'd love for you to chime in and just tell our listeners what is a Medicare broker and how does one help them? Okay, so what a a Medicare broker is, is a licensed agent who is contracted with multiple carriers that gives them the opportunity to to look at plans throughout their service area instead of just being with one particular plan and saying, oh, this is the plan for you. A broker has the ability to do some research, look at the different networks, look at the different things that each of these plans have to offer and help find the plan that's going to fit that client's needs the best. So when someone goes with a broker, what they're really getting is they're getting the competition aspect in that you're, you're not married to any one company out there. You're able to kind of look at things objectively and, and get the very best plan for them. Yes, absolutely. And that's, that is a, a key benefit to using a broker versus a, um, a captive agent. A captive agent is somebody who only works for one carrier. While they may have multiple plans that their particular carrier offers that might be suited for this particular person, they don't look at what's outside of there, what's, in, what's available in the rest of the market when there might be something out there that might benefit them a little bit better. I also heard when you were speaking there that you're a licensed agent. Can you go into how that licensing process occurs? And I think more importantly, are there unlicensed people out there trying to do this? Um, No, you really, you can't enroll somebody. You might be somebody who's unlicensed that might go out there and try and give somebody advice, but somebody who can actually help someone enroll in a plan needs to be licensed. They need to be licensed in the state where the, um, where the client actually is and then also contracted with all of those carriers that they're going to present to them. So um, as a licensed agent, it allows me to not only discuss the plans, but to help them actually get enrolled, make sure that we don't have anything that's missing on any applications and get them going through it. A broker, by law, is not allowed to charge a fee for our service because we ultimately are paid by any carrier that we actually enroll somebody with. 
Um, and for me, it's all about the reason I'm a broker is because I want to be able to sleep at night, honestly. I want to be able to sit down with somebody and look at what their needs are and help them go in that direction and know that I've done the best I can for that particular person without being limited to where I go. Chris, I think that's a fantastic way of putting it. I think we all want to uh, feel like we can sleep at night in our jobs. And you do that when you're being able to do good and do the most good, uh, regardless of what company it's with or who it's for. And that that really gives you that freedom when you do the brokerage. So why tell the average person out there, why should they, why do they need to go with a broker? Why should they go with someone like you, vice going with a captive agent? For knowledge um, is is the big thing, and for it really cuts through a lot of the confusion and some of the red tape that someone might have when they are when they are trying to determine what kind of a Medicare plan that they need to do. Now, can they do it all completely on their own? Absolutely, they could get online, they could go to Medicare.gov, they could do all kinds of research, but oftentimes. They don't really know exactly what it is that they're looking for. They may accidentally go to a website that is not a government site and all of a sudden open themselves up for somebody calling them and asking them all kinds of questions and trying to pressure them into a, a particular plan. Uh, so having a broker helps to cut through all of the noise, so to speak, so that you can kind of narrow it down. I sit down with people and ask them all kinds of pertinent questions. What's important to you? What um, Do you like certain doctors? Do you have a certain way that you want to go with things? And then I look for plans that fit their needs. The, uh, it, the amount of information out there is, is overwhelming. It, it's almost impossible at this point, I think, to choose a Medicare plan without having someone help navigate you through it be, because it's, it's such a, a Byzantine process at this point. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes. And it's, it's a, an absolute alphabet soup when you start looking at things. We've got Medicare Part A and Part B, and then we've got, well, what's Part C? Well, that's Advantage plans. And then, well, what about D? Well, D is for drugs. Well, I keep hearing about this stuff about Medigaps. What's that all about? Well, and then those have plans Fs and Gs. And, you know, it's all of a sudden you're looking at all these alphabets that, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, what is this? And it, it can be very overwhelming. And, and I think I hear this often, and I think this will be a good opportunity for Josh to chime in as well, that I, a lot of clients out there, when they chose their plan, they were just so overwhelmed, they kind of threw up their arms and just finally picked one. And they didn't know if they picked the right one or not. And they, they picked it, and now they have it, and it's worked, so they don't want to change it, but they don't necessarily know why. So for those people out there listening who maybe did that and aren't sure, how does someone know if they chose the right plan? Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Chris. We, we run into that often, and I'm sure Chris, uh, Chris does as well, in that it's too much in the beginning. If you didn't get professional assistance on the front end, you may have missed some key benefits or didn't know that you made some key decisions at that time, if you intended to or not. So we start looking at you know particular enrollment periods, that individual situation, um, what's best for them and what's kind of happened since their enrollment to try to make that decision in the future. But to go back to your question of, well, well, how does an individual know if they've made the right decision? It's to go talk to a professional like myself or like Chris, 
who has an unbiased interest in what this individual needs, can sit down and walk them through that process, can demystify that alphabet soup, explain to them A, what they have, and then B, what they need if they're missing anything. And Chris, what, what are your thoughts on this? What do you tell a client to help them know they're making the right decision and choosing the right plan? Uh, the biggest part of it is is really an education. If they know what these plans are, if they can understand the difference between an advantage plan or a supplement plan, and if they can really prioritize what is important to them because all plans are different. I've had people say, well, what is the best plan? Well, there isn't any one particular plan that is the best for everybody. Medicare is individual. And so it's 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 geared towards what that particular person needs. So that's really what's important. So I think one of the biggest questions out there is original Medicare, traditional Medicare versus Advantage plans. People hear the Advantage plans. They have some bells and whistles that I think get people's attention. Can you tell us the difference between the two and, and what makes one a better fit for someone vice the other? Yeah, I can jump in on that in the beginning. So um, in my time with SHIP, I spent a lot of time, you know, educating the public on what Medicare is and how it functions. And just like Chris said, if you have that basis, the likelihood of you making an educated decision for yourself or for your loved one goes up dramatically, right? So I've always described it as two different pathways. Regardless of if you're on original Medicare or Medicare Advantage, you are a Medicare beneficiary, right? You are on Medicare. So starting with the original Medicare pathway, this is what is broken up into separate parts, right? So you have your A and B that are offered to you through Social Security. A is your inpatient coverage, right? Most people call it your hospital coverage. And B is your outpatient or your doctor coverage. Now those pay 80% if you have them both. And technically an individual can deny one or both if they wanted to, and that can cause various issues down the line. The next thing we have on that list is your drug coverage, right? And I joke that that's the most sensible part of Medicare. D is for drugs, part D is for drugs. Now that's gonna come from a third party who contracts with Medicare. Uh, most people think like your, you know, Express Scripts or WellCare, something along those lines. And if you're ever confused about what you have, your plan would end in PDP if we're talking about an original Medicare's prescription drug plan, and that's what that stands for. And then finally, people need to pick up a supplement or a Medigap policy to help cover that 20% that's not covered within original Medicare. So original Medicare is your A and your B, your D for your drug plan and your supplement. Uh, and if you have you know, some sort of retiree coverage, well, you definitely need a professional to help you figure out how those can mesh sometimes. Now, if we cross the road here onto the other side, we have Medicare Advantage as a whole different option. Now, how they differ right off the bat, Medicare Advantage is not made up of separate pieces. It's an all-in-one alternative to original Medicare. So you have to have A and B to qualify for a Medicare Advantage plan because it's all in one. So if you're talking to somebody who had denied that previously, they won't qualify. And your drug coverage is gonna be wrapped into your Medicare Advantage plan. You're not able to go pick up a regular PDP at that time. 
Um, so everybody always asks us, you know, what's the advantage of Medicare Advantage? Well, most of the time, Medicare Advantage is less expensive per month due to the fact that they have lower premiums, right? You're not paying that additional premium each month that you pay for a supplement plan. Now, on the downside, they have networks. And what that does is it can limit who an individual sees. You have to play by the plan's rules for it to really work for you. Um, the way that's going to work is, you know, there's HMOs and PPOs, and that's how you help, you know, individuals determine what kind of coverage they have. When I sit down with somebody new and they have no idea what's going on, I ask them if they've already been on Medicare, let me see your cards, right? Chris has heard me do this numerous times in meetings. And from that, we can determine what type of plan they have and what's going on and kind of direct our questions from there. So if you are on a Medicare Advantage plan, again, you have to play by those rules and go see the correct doctors. Uh, you usually pay at point of service, some sort of amount. And what that means is you'll pay when you go to the doctor. So the healthier you are, the cheaper that plan can be. At the same time, they're typically rather regionally specific, which means if you're a big person who likes to travel and run around, Medicare Advantage um, may not be the best option for you. That may be something to consider. Also, if you're a person with a lot of health needs who goes to the doctor a lot, that may be another thing you want to consider since you're paying at point of service. So what I typically say at the end of the day, Medicare Advantage is like a shoe. Either it fits you or it doesn't. There are some really telltale signs that help you kind of walk a family through eliminating that option or establishing that it's a great option for them. But it, it takes know-how and it takes a professional to help you really evaluate which one of these two choices is best for you. And there are some one-time benefits and things that really don't come around often like guaranteed issue rights that really need to be explained well to a new Medicare beneficiary to make sure they've set themselves up for success in the future. That, that is great stuff, Josh. And Chris, what, when you have someone come who comes in and wants to talk about an Advantage plan, what things do you key in on or what, what do you do uh, to break down these plans for them and, and help them understand whether or not that proverbial shoe fits? Uh, I start out very similar to what Josh was saying as explaining the differences between the two and finding out again what are their priorities, what's important to them. You mentioned the fact that they're regional by nature so that if somebody travels a lot or let's say they have a second home, let's say that they have a, a, a winter home down in Florida and they spend their summers up here. And, and so now they've got to make sure that, you know, maybe an Advantage plan might not work if there's not a network down in the area where their home is. Or maybe they have children that live in another state that they're going to spend a considerable amount of time there. If they're spending a lot of period out of their home area, that's something to really take a look at. If they like a freedom to go to any doctor that they want to go to, maybe they do like the doctors that are in the area, but maybe at one point they think, boy, I sure would like to know that if there were any specialist in the world or in the United States that I wanted to see, would I be able to go with that? And the supplement plan is going to be the one that's going to give them that freedom. So supplements give you a lot of freedom in order to get the kind of care that you want. Now, the Advantage plans have some of those little extra bells and whistles that, um, that Josh was talking about earlier. They may offer some things that original Medicare does not. 
i.e. things like some dental, some vision, some routine dental and vision, some hearing, fitness plans, uh, a bunch of little things that might be something that a person is interested in. Uh, so it, it kind of goes when I sit down with somebody and look at, does this Advantage plan work for you versus another one, if they've decided that's the route they want to go, is I take a look at doctors that they definitely don't want to lose. If they've got a primary care physician that they've been going to forever and they want to make sure that they don't have to change their doctor, then that may limit the number of Advantage plans that I might show to them because I want to find one that's not going to cause them to have to change doctors. Um, maybe I've got somebody who feels that they really want a rich dental benefit. Well, then I will look at certain Advantage plans that might have a more rich dental benefit. Maybe the annual uh, benefit limit is a little bit higher than somebody else's. You know, when you think about it, each of these Advantage plans have basically a checkbook. They have a certain amount of money that they can spend over all of these benefits that they offer. So co-payments and benefits that they offer might will be a little bit different from one plan to the next. So I take a look at what is important to the, uh, to the beneficiary as well as they're all we talked about with Advantage plans also covering the medication portion. So I have to take a look at the formularies. Each one of these plans are going to have a different formulary. And a formulary is just a list of drugs that the plan covers. And so one plan may cover a drug better than another plan. And that may also. So I sit down and take a look at this person's life really pretty closely as far as their providers that they use and the medications that they take and even the pharmacies that they like to use. So it, it really comes down to knowledge. I mean, knowledge is truly power in this, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. And, and just to take that one step further off what Chris was saying, at a certain point, you also want an individual who not only stand, understands Medicare, but understands what your goals are. If you have some sort of employee or employer relationship and creditable coverage rules, mm-hmm. and somebody who understands public benefits to the degree of Social Security's extra help and the Medicare savings programs and TenCare Medicaid, to really flesh out what's best for you, because these are some other Uh, key considerations for an individual. It really is. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate both of you sharing your knowledge. Josh, as always, you know, we are lucky to have you on the staff here. And Chris, we're, we're lucky to have you in our community. And for all the help that you give your clients, we are deeply appreciative. Thank you for sharing your time and expertise, both of you today. Uh, that's it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Take Us McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Take Us McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. 
we would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.